0: Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people.
1: (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite.
0: And I'm Caitlin, the daughter. Clearly, my dad's mistaken. It's the favorite. Here I am. Uh, and it's Dad's Daughters, Dollars, and Deanne. Hi, gang.
1: Hey, uh, welcome back. Um, I want to thank, I think it's our 34th country, Latvia. That's has so come, cool. Come aboard. And I don't know if it's maybe because you're sort of co-hosting now when Caitlin's doing the Women's World Cup in uh, New Zealand. So uh, you might be. The, it's me. I'm the. You're draw. the thing that's put us over the top.
0: <laughs> Woohoo! All
1: right, so because we've just, and I'm probably going to create a travel series. Will probably be part of it. We've done travel hacking away to Portugal and to uh, Greece, and now Finland and Sweden was last week's episode. I'm doing a thing, co- doing uh, a thing called "What to Do If You Lose Your Passport or It's Stolen." That's good. And I think it's something that will be part of our travel series because I think it's important to know. Sure. And you kind of call me Mr. Prep before we go on vacations. I, I do these nine things, and one of them is doing the STEP program, which is the Safe Travelers Enrollment Program with the State Department. So wherever you're traveling, you enroll with that. I'm going to tell you what you can do before you go on your trip and you're bringing your passport, assuming you're going overseas. And then what you can do if, while you're overseas, it gets lost or stolen? Okay. All right. So the first half will be before your trip. This is what I always do: put in your phone, know where the clip closest State Department is before you go on vacation. So, like, for instance, we... So, you mean the phone number and address? Correct. Okay. So, I type in, and this is what all of you can do, depending on what country. Just type into Google, State Department in, followed by whatever the country you're in, that you're visiting. So, for Finland, the only State Department was in Helsinki. So, when we are in Tampere... Uh, Finland for my swimming competition if for some reason we lost our passport we would have to travel to Helsinki which is like a 2 hour trip away right go to the state department there to get take care of things it can't be taken care of in Tampere got it so just know w- just type in and like for instance i know in Sweden the one place was Stockholm where mm-hmm. we were staying mm-hmm. i actually looked online it was about Three quarters of a mile from our uh, hotel. Okay. So I knew if I had to go to the State Department exactly where it was. Right. Now, there's not always just one. So, for instance, in Italy, I checked, is Rome, Florence, Milan, and Naples. Wow. And because maybe it's a bigger country sure. and, you know, it's more spread out. And so they're a little bit more uh, accommodating should something happen. Yeah, that's good to know. Right. So... Whatever our country I go in, I put in the nearest city of the State Department phone number and address, and that's what I'd recommend you all do. I also look on Google Maps to get a visual of the State Department building so I can go, oh, if I know it's on X Street and I'm walking down X Street, what does it look like? You know, it might not be some big, you know.
0: Giant building. You giant know, building. It might be a small, small little away. office sure. because
1: that's what they could get for rent or whatever, yeah. however it worked. Yeah. Here's the other thing I would also recommend you put in your phone. There is a, and I'll put all the links to all this stuff, but there's a thing called the U.S. Department of State, of U.S. Department of State's Overseas Office Office, uh, uh, Office for Overseas Citizen Services. And what that does, if you are a U.S. citizen abroad, and let's say you got your passport stolen, Mm -hmm. if you call this number, they'll probably give you the State Department that supposedly you've already put that in your phone and say, go to them and they can help you. Mm -hmm. But if for some reason you were destitute, like all your money was stolen and stuff like that, and you couldn't even afford the train to get to, Mm -hmm. they can help you. Okay. And can you
0: say the name of it one more time? It's
1: called the um, U.S. Department of State's Office of Overseas Citizen Services. Wow, And I'll say the phone number, but it'll be enclosed in all the show notes. But it's 888-407-4747. And then there's a different number if you're overseas that you call, but both of them can help you. And their job is like, hey, listen – I'm destitute because my car broke down in this, you know, and they can hopefully send someone to help you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to pay the State Department back or wh- however it works. Right. But-, but their job is to come rescue you, got basically. It. Got it. All right. So I'll, I'll link to all that. Here's the things to bring to be prepared should your passport be stolen or you lose it bring out a, a color photocopy of the picture page of your passport overseas and hopefully that is in a different place so let's say you have a safe in your hotel room you could put it in the safe or, or, in or your let's say or something. yeah you i'm going to put it like for instance this type of documents i would put in my i carry a backpack all every place i go besides my roll around you know carry on luggage so the backpack is where I would probably keep that so that if and that's some... Not,
0: that's not where you carry your passport to, though?
1: It is where I carry my passport. But my point is, if I took my passport somewhere and it was stolen, then, you know, I, you know, the passport would be stolen. But I try to keep those in different places. But I wouldn't put it in my carry-on luggage because in case the carry-on luggage got lost...
0: Well, but why, my thought is once you arrive at your destination, you right, keep Right, you separate there, you've them. You've got to separate them, yeah. right.
1: So the one thing you'd bring is your a picture of your passport. Um, That's the the uh, what do you call the picture page, which has your photo. It says the expiration. It says your passport number. I also take a picture of it and put it on my phone. So if you didn't bring a color photocopy, when you got to the State Department, you could print out and go, look, I am a U.S. citizen. This is a copy of my passport. Mm -hmm. Do you need me to print it out here at the State Department? Here's, you know, and you send it to the printer. Also, and I'm I'm telling you about potentially bringing this, bring a photocopy of a birth certificate because they're usually asking for different types of proof and you don't need to have all of them, but you have to have at least one of them. So it's
0: like a copy. You're like, well, I don't have a photocopy of my passport. It's the thing that's lost. So I'm just going to go out on limb and say we didn't do any of that on these trips, right?
1: I did have a photocopy on my phone of both of, our passports. Oh, you did? Okay, because yeah, I'm right. crazy.
0: I know. All right, so, but it's not like we traveled with a birth a copy of our birth certificate.
1: No, because I knew the photocopy on my phone would have been fine. Okay. All right. Um, Here's another thing, then, this is what I read is like an experienced travelers do. If you have an expired passport, and they expire every 10 years, if you have one, don't throw it out, because an expired passport is, can use for two things. It's a proof of your identity, because it's got your photo on it, and it's a proof of citizenship all in one. So if you bring that to the State Department, they're like, okay, just fill out these couple of applications, and we're good to go.
0: Right, but who's going to travel with an expired passport if you have one that's not expired? Meaning you travel with both. Okay. Got it.
1: So, I mean, my point is, once you have the expired one, it doesn't make sense usually to bring it, but if you have it and it's in a separate location from the other passport, it makes you getting through the State Department... So let's say, I'll give you an example, you're flying back to America on Monday All state departments are not open on weekends. Right. Your thing gets stolen on a Thursday. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss my flight. I'm Mm going to lose all the money for the flight. Mm -hmm. If you can get to the state department with your expired passport, there is a possibility they can get you an emergency passport before you fly on Monday. Okay. All right. Um. The other thing I always bring with me, and I might need this if I'm getting a rental car, is bring your driver's license. So let's say you didn't bring a copy of your passport, you didn't bring a copy of your birth certificate, and you didn't bring your expired passport, any of those three, you didn't bring. If you have your driver's license, that will show you know where you live in America, and you know we know you're a citizen. We can probably look you up on the State Department you know website or something. But you actually have a photo of you on a driver's license, so that one piece can help you get the ball rolling. But if you have the expired passport, it can go much faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, they always want to see that like you're not some overseas citizen who's just saying, I lost my U.S. passport and you're not a citizen. So one of the other things they usually ask for is your travel itinerary. I always have that on my Google, uh, Google Docs, Docs yeah. on my phone. Right. So I usually print that out and I have it in a little file before I go. So, oh, this is where we're staying and this is the confirmation numbers for, f- for flights and hotels and anything else. So I have that and then I... Um, have it he also does, he, on my he's phone. He's failing
0: to mention that he does travel with a full file cabinet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's not true, quite true.
1: And then this is extra credit before you go, before we go to our break. <laughs> okay. The extra credit is blank copies, and you can go to the State Department site, and I will enclose the link to this. It's either blank copies of, blank copies of the DS-11 form and the DS-64 form. And what you'll need to do if for some reason you have a lost or stolen passport, you'll have to fill out both those forms. If you have them before you get to the State Department, it might make things go faster if, for instance, you're flying on a Monday. And but
0: they probably have those forms, They right? 100% have those forms.
1: Okay. What I'm saying is if you have them, you can make your life go faster. Yeah. If okay. it's, a, you know. All right. So I'm going to explain what those those blank copies of those forms are and what to do now. This is what you would have done before you left on your trip if you had brought those things. You'll make your life easier. After we come back from our fika, and we learned about fika <laughs> in our last episode, yeah. Travel Hacking we're Our gonna, Way to Sweden, a, it, we're taking a break.
0: 15-second coffee break. Yeah, it's a
1: coffee break. Usually, a fika is like coffee and cake break, and they do that in Sweden. And it's, you know, it's a way to refresh yourself in the middle of the day. So after we take our break, we'll come back and we'll talk about Let's say your passport is lost or stolen. What are the things you need to do to continue traveling and get back to your location? And we'll be right back after this.
0: Hey, everyone. Just want to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. It's the app we use to get our podcast to you. Sean and Caitlin have really enjoyed their experience, and it's super easy to use. Certainly, if Sean can use it, hey, you can. We really think everyone should use Spotify for Podcasters. Start talking about your hobbies or your deepest, darkest secrets. Something. You won't regret it.
1: Okay, so we're back and uh, we're talking about what to do if you lost or, or your passport was stolen. The first thing you have to do is report the loss to the US authorities. What is that? You can do it online or if you brought this DS64 form. That form is the form you have to fill out if you have lost or stolen your passport. And it's a statement of, you know, it's sort of a questionnaire that goes about how you lost or had your passport stolen. So the things they'll ask you is explain in detail um, how it was lost or stolen, on what day it happened, how the theft occurred or how you lost it. And it could literally be it's a Thursday, the 3rd and you said, well, I haven't used my passport since I arrived in this city. So the last time I saw it is when I went through customs in, in America or wherever you went through customs. So I don't know when I lost it. I just went to my backpack and it's yeah, not so there. So the
0: last time you've seen it. So you're just going to basically fill you're out gonna the form. You're going
1: to try and fill out what you know. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of questions you might not be able to answer. but yeah, You, you just have to do the best you can. You have to fill out this form, DS-64. I will link to it. Now, here's the key thing to know. A lot of times they say, well, did you report it to the local authorities? So, like, if you're in Italy you know, and you're in Milan, you're like, did you call the Milan police and tell you it was lost or stolen? Because then if they have a report, that's, like, extra proof when you get to the State Department. Oh, so you- they do want you to do that first? Well— if you go straight to the State Department and report it lost or stolen, mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay. But if for some reason... If
0: you took another step before that, just let them know. It's uh,
1: just extra proof okay. to, to get the balls rolling. You don't have to do it. But okay. a lot of times they said, did you report it to the local authorities? Yeah. And you can say yes or no. Okay. Um, so once you have your passport lost or stolen and you fill out this form DS-64, and let's say now you're like, oh, I found my passport under my bed. Mm. In wherever I am. Uh-oh. It is now, once you filled out the DS-64 form, you can no longer no use good. it. It's good, yeah. It's, that you have sense. to now wait however long it takes to get the passport. Yeah. And supposedly, if you're at a State Department, they can uh, expedite. Expedite, sure. But by expedite it, I need to let everybody know. I called the State Department here in Los Angeles. I called the one in Portugal, and I called the one in Greece when I was there, just to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And that was during a Monday through Friday. I have well over 30 phone calls. I could never get anybody to answer the phone. Wow. So this is one of the reasons I say before you leave, maybe you want to do a photocopy of your birth certificate. Maybe you want to do a photocopy of your passport.
0: That Well, if nobody picked up a phone... If, if you just show up, they're not going to just open the door.
1: Well, the, if you know the hours of it, you, you show up. But the bottom line is the majority of state departments across the world are not open Monday, th- uh, not open Saturday, Sunday. Right,
0: right. I get it. But are and they it, not answering the phone during the and, week? Uh,
1: I don't know why that happened.
0: Wow. That's yeah, so I just want concerning.
1: everybody to know. But also... If there's a national holiday that's on Monday through Friday in France or Italy, wherever you are, yeah. it won't be open on those course, days either. Of course. So if you're going to have your, I guess the the moral of the story is if you're going to have your passport lost or stolen, make sure it's not on a holiday or the weekend. Yeah, of
0: course, because that's always how life works. Right. Uh huh. All right, so
1: now you've filled out <laughs> form DS-64, which means you're claiming, yes, I had it lost or stolen, my passport. Now you have to apply for replacement, which means now physically go to the embassy that's nearest you, whether it's you're in Italy and it's Milan or uh, Stockholm in Sweden, whatever it is, because you've already done that research and put that phone number and address in your phone before you left. Um, We already talked about you can't go there on the weekend. And I did notice, like, for instance, when I put in France and did some research for this episode, you can go to Paris to have the to apply for a new passport. But it, you can only they will only take lost or stolen passports from eight AM to nine AM Monday through Friday. Wow. As a walk in. You can't even make an appointment. Huh,
0: okay.
1: So when I know stuff like that, you're like if someone says I'm gonna sleep late and we'll go there at noon, don't do it. They're not gonna take you. You gotta wait till the next day now. Yeah. And that might push back your travel plans. Yeah. All right. So you gotta fill out this form. Uh, you apply for replacement and it's form D S eleven. That's the exact same form as if you're in America and you're applying for a passport for the first time. It's the exact same form. Okay. It's the one where you have to put the two-by-two two photo of yourself yeah. and all that. Yeah. So here's my other recommendation. Before you leave, take a photo of yourself <laughs> that you can have on your phone that you could potentially print out on, you know, at the State Department you've gone to because like, oh, I don't know where the closest place is in right. Naples to have yeah. my passport photo taken. Just have it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a couple of things I found out about this passport photo that are pretty important. When you, It cannot be taken more than six months ago. So I would take it like a week before you leave on your vacation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, you cannot get this, and I'm glad I know because I wear eyeglasses. You cannot have eyeglasses on in right. it. Yeah. You can have no head coverings, and you cannot be wearing a uniform, even if you're in the military. Right. You cannot be wearing a uniform. Um, and it also has to be taken on a plain white or off-white background. background. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of this. Yep. So I now I know. When
0: I remember that when I did my picture the last time, because when we did it, I think it was during the pandemic, and we had to do it ourselves, which was new, because you used to go someplace and have it taken and um, we were lucky enough to have like an off-white background in our kitchen with nothing behind us, and we did it there, and it worked. Right. Yeah. So let's say you
1: haven't put taken a photo and put it on your phone and whatever you, you were wearing your eyeglasses. The U.S. Depart- State Department of whatever city you're in can help you. Either they can take the photo at the State Department or they can recommend some place where you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if it's on your phone already – you're just going to make things go faster, especially if you lose or have your passport stolen within, let's say, three days of you traveling, okay?
0: And not that any of this stuff, you know, would happen, but it's one of those Murphy Murphy's Law things where if it does and you're not prepared, it's like, Correct. oh, and I even knew this and I could have been prepared, so... Right. I I feel like being prepared is the way that you know none of it's going to happen.
1: Right. I did a bunch of research, and I found out if you have urgent travel plans, the State Department can issue a limited validity emergency passport that they can get you so you can continue on your trip or get home. And then once you return home, you take your emergency passport into, like, wherever you get passports done and they can give you a new passport. And that might be where you have to wait six to nine weeks to get a new passport, but at least you got home. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I will link to all that information. Um, Now, what do you have to do to finalize this? You have to pay up. I checked online there in general to get a new replacement passports about $130. That's as of July, uh, August of 2023. It might change based on whenever you're listening to this, but you know you can use your credit card to pay for it, which is good news. Here's the other good news. If you have global entry, which is the TSA pre-check, but with global entry, it has your photo on it, and you've gone and applied to this someplace in America before you went to travel overseas. If your passport is linked to it in 99% of the time, your passport's linked to it so you can get through security checks quicker, if for some reason your passport is stolen and you get a new passport, you just have to go to the global entry website and put in the new number you got. Oh. Because once you get a new passport, you're getting a new number. A new global entry number? No, you're getting a new passport Oh, no, I know number. a new passport it, it's, it's like a so nine... you
0: have to link that to your global entry now. Right. Got it.
1: So you don't have to apply for a new global entry card. You just have to link the new number that you have, it. and it'll probably have a new expiration date. And if it's an emergency one, the... The expiration date might be, you know, a limited time 10 years from now, provided you go and get a full one once you get back.
0: Well, and I know we forgot to mention this. When we came back from uh, Sweden and we were going, uh, you know, we were- Through at, customs at through customs LAX. at LAX, and we went through the global entry line. Literally, you go in front of a machine, it looks at your face- And the guard says, okay, Sean, come this way. Okay, Deanne, Uh, although I was Dean, naturally, Uh, you're done. Come this way. And it was that fast. We saved probably
1: 45 minutes of waiting online for them to check our passports.
0: Yeah, I was stunned. I had no idea it was going to be that fast.
1: You just stand in front of a big screen that uh, checks your face. And so if you've used global entry, then your face from your picture, and I was wearing glasses, not in my global entry picture, but I was wearing glasses when I looked at their screen and they just went in like four seconds, they went, okay, Sean, go through.
0: Yeah. I mean, there could have been a line, but there didn't happen to be one when we went through. I I was stunned. That was What I'm saying
1: is there was probably a 45 minute line if you didn't go and stand in front of the screen. And that's for the people who didn't have global entry.
0: Now I forget how much was global entry for us. Is it a hundred? It was like 95 or something. For like five, for four years maybe? Five years. Five years. Yeah, it was worth it. And I don't know if the price, oh, it's so, uh, So because having global
1: entry basically means you have TSA pre-check, which means if for some reason there was traffic on the way to the airport and you're "Ah, I'm going to be there two hours in advance. And then you see the lines are insanely long, like, am I even going to make my flight? And this would be like, okay, we just saved 50 minutes of going through security with TSA pre-check, yeah. and now I can maybe grab a bite to eat before I get on my plane. Yeah. Um, the, the one last thing is check your credit cards about, there are a lot of tra- uh, credit cards now that have travel protection that comes with them, like American Express Green Card. We have the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. And these all things will... Uh, if for some reason you had to change your flight because you had a lost or stolen passport, they mm-hmm. will change it for no charge. Meaning the the um, airline charges you a fee to change. Like you were leaving on a Monday, we can't leave till Wednesday because we have the emergency passport. The credit card will pick up the fee that the oh you nice. know the, the airline the extra ch- yeah. Fee so that out. has that insurance. So that's the that's one good. last thing I would recommend. Yeah. But I know a lot of people are not saying, oh, I didn't know any of this information. If you have, if I leave you with anything, if you have your driver's license, because that one thing will like, oh, I didn't bring a copy of my passport. I didn't bring a copy of my birth certificate. I don't have an expired passport I brought over. This is crazy. I don't have any of this stuff. I don't know when I lost it. I'm filling out forms I don't know anything about. If you have your driver's license, that's the start of like proving... You know, and I'm sure the State Department can probably look you up. Yes, you are a citizen. You do live at this address. Oh, look, we do have your passport photo in our files in Washington, D.C., or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some form of identification other than your passport that is potentially lost or stolen. Yeah. So those are the last things I'll do. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank my wife for, uh, Helping me out here as uh, what, our what daughter I, is still in Sweden. I
0: uh, No, she's in New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand, I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Women's World Cup. She's still shooting for another 10 or 11 days, whatever yeah, it working is. working hard. Um, she's doing great. The photos have been amazing. She's enjoying her time there. So I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will talk to you again.
0: Bye, gang. Thank you. Next time. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.